Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. This is Gary Neron welcoming you to the Lamp and Light broadcast, coming to you from the studios of Central Baptist Church in beautiful Ocala, Florida. Lamp and Light is a ministry taking a book of the Bible verse by verse, teaching as it is to men as they are, without compromise or apology, speaking the truth in love, and our purpose is to give the lamp and light to all. Yesterday in our study of Hebrews chapter 11, we were talking about people within the church who do things that bring attention to themselves in the effort to make themselves look good. Let's continue with that message today. Now, here is our teacher and pastor, Dr. Andy Bloom. Seek if it's his will. Do you remember David and his war with the Philistines? He asked the Lord, should he go? And the Lord says, go. And next time, Lord, do I go and do this? And the Lord says, no, you go wait by the mulberry trees and you wait. Then when there's that moving in the mulberry trees, then you go. But you see, he did it the way God led him to do it. So he says, in all thy ways acknowledge him. And the result is, is that he shall direct thy path. Now, leaning unto your own understanding is when you start making changes and plans that are different than God's call. And when you do that, you're not walking by faith. Now, two cannot walk together unless they be agreed, we're told in the book of Amos. Enoch is obedient in his daily walk with God. And as a result, God translates him. Now, that was amazing of itself, but he just trusted God. Enoch in that daily walk took a stand that's not popular. Now, listen from Jude, verses 14 through 16. And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed, and of all their hard speeches, which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lust and their mouth speaketh great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. Wow. Do you realize that God is putting murmurs, complainers, and, and, and those that walk after their lust, in other words, this is what feels good to my flesh, this is what I want to do. And then there's men that get in the church, and because it'll give them an advantage, they admire those men to follow those men instead of to follow the word of God when they're different. Ungodly deeds mean simply without God's direction. My friend, that's the state of today. And it's the things that we should also be preaching against. So judgment and deeds. Then some of these things listed in verse 16 here of Jude 14. Murmurs, complainers, walking after their own lusts. Am I speaking great swelling word? Having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. Faith can walk alone with Christ if it finds fulfillment in Christ rather than the flesh. 
That's how Enoch pleased God. Some people are not fulfilled unless they're murmuring, complaining, unless they're doing something else that draws attention to them or pleases their flesh. Now, I don't see how some people can be fulfilled by different things. There are ladies that can sit down and watch HGTV where they do all these designs and things like that, and they can sit there and watch that for hours. That is not fulfilling at all, as far as I'm concerned. Or they can watch a cooking show and watch cooking show after cooking show, and that is just so fulfilling to them. Now, I don't have a heart for that. So if I'm around and something like that was on someone's television, I would just have to, I guess, endure it. But it certainly wouldn't please my flesh. But when we get our heart in the Word of God, it is fulfilling, it is pleasing to us as we work and study the Word of God. And that takes us to verse 6. Very interesting word here. Very important part. It says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that come to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So it's impossible to please God without faith. Now, again, faith is acting upon the promises of God. It's living by what his word instructs us to do. That when the circumstances mean that it may bring what the world would call bad consequences on us by living according to those circumstances, we still do it because we have faith in the word of God. Now, there have been times where men could have denied Jesus Christ, but instead they stood the faith and they were beheaded, burned at the stake, and things of that nature. Well, that was faith. Although the flesh would have been pleased and people would have thought they'd have been smart well, go ahead and deny it for now. When you get away somewhere, then you can tell God to forgive you and, and, and get back to it. No, that's not faith. And so it's impossible to please him without faith. And the word please is defined from the Greek root as to be well-pleasing, to make another content. Wouldn't you like to be well-pleasing to God and to make him content? Then you need faith. And faith is living according to his word. So this verse really has a three-point outline here, Hebrews 11.6. First of all, we see the great impossibility. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. The aorist tense in Greek gives it the meaning that it is impossible to please God in any other way. I think of Cornelius in Acts chapter 10. He didn't please God, although he was sincerely religious. But God rewarded his diligence by sending Peter to him with the gospel. And it's through receiving that gospel that will help Cornelius to please God. Now, the, the word translated impossible here, without faith it is impossible, is defined as impossible or powerless. When we're not trusting him by following his word, rather choosing our way instead of his way, we move ourselves outside the parameter of pleasing God. So the first part of the outline is the great impossibility. The second part of the outline of verse 6 is we see the great imperative. He that comes to God must believe that he is. Now again, that is written to Christians. Believing 
he is, speaks of not only believing for salvation, but believing in his person. That as the omniscient one, he knows what is best and will always lead to what is best and right. In Romans chapter 8, verse 28, we're told we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. So we know that whatever God leads, it will never reek of the flesh. It will always be holy. It will always be pure. And the good part is it will be pleasing and acceptable unto him. So before one draws near to God, he must believe God can, God will, and he must believe God is. He that cometh means he that draws near. Can, will, is. Those are not big words. Oh, but they have big meaning. Too often drawing near is a desperation thing that says, I might as well try it. Nothing else has worked. Well, that's not a move of faith. Rather, it's only a hope to change my circumstances. Maybe I'll have good luck if I do this. Well, faith knows God may not want my circumstances changed. But what he does, he does that my joy may be full. So we see here the great imperative. And we see the great impossibility. And the third point in verse 6 of Hebrews 11 is believing that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And so, diligently is in the continual tense. In other words, we never cease to seek to know him more. We continually seek to know him more. We need the attitude of the Apostle Paul. You remember that in Philippians 3, 8 through 10? Yea, doubtless. And I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. But, you know, Paul was a well-to-do man before his salvation. He lost all of his material goods, but he realizes those things are but temporal. So he says, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung. Now, isn't that some way to... Look at all your material goods that you accumulate in this life. They're only equal to dung. He says, I do count them but dung that I may win Christ. Wow. And be found in him not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, being made conformable unto his death. You know, that's one of the hardest things for me to understand here. Paul, when he wrote this, knew what it was to be beaten with rods. He said five times he'd been beaten with rods. Three times he was beaten with stripes, had 39 stripes given to him three different times. Leopard dead one time went through stoning. He had spent a night and a day in the deep, been in shipwreck. He had been through so much in his life, even 
among robbers and thieves, people who betrayed him. I mean, it was one thing after another for this guy, for the cause of Christ. And with all that, he says, that I may know him? I mean, wouldn't you think that if he's suffering for Christ, he knows him? So what he's talking about is a deeper knowledge, an experiential knowledge, a knowledge that knows him. Even as a man would know his wife. You know, when I first got married, there are things I would say from time to time that, that did not cause peace in the house. And, and I learned over a period of time that some things were just not smart to say. You're better off if you don't say that. And I knew what might cause a problem and what might not cause a problem. And, and we learn by knowing the person. So that may know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. This is your radio pastor, Pastor Andy Bloom, saying, May the word of God be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your pathway today. We want to thank you for listening to the Lamp and Light broadcast. If you would like a CD copy of today's message by Dr. Bloom, send us your name, mailing address, and include the radio station by which you are listening and the date of the broadcast. We would appreciate a gift of $5 to Lamp and Light broadcast. 1714 Southeast 36th Avenue, Ocala, Florida, 34471. You may also visit us on the website and freely download the sermons by clicking on the sermon library. That website is www.centralbaptistocala.org. Again, the address for the Lamp and Light broadcast is 1714 Southeast 36th Avenue, O-C-A-L-A, Florida 34471. And again, our website is www.centralbaptistocala.org. This is your announcer, Gary Neron, saying, May God's peace be with all that are in Christ Jesus. Stand so the hills may tumble, it will firmly stand when the earth shall crumble. I will plant my feet on its firm foundation for the Bible stands. I will plant my feet on its firm foundation for the Bible.